Let me read today's scripture, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 and 8. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 and 8. And it reads this, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. Amen. I want to say hello to everyone here tonight. also want to say hello to all of our online listeners, including Ian and May. Ian asked me to specifically say hello to him while he's traveling in Taiwan. Ian, why did the chicken cross the road to get to the other side? Now, if you don't tell me that when I get back, I know that you didn't listen. (laughs) There we go, Ian. (laughs) We've been talking about prayer church last five weeks. We've been doing this series called Prayer Revelation. This idea that when we pray, and prayer is what? Communicating to God. Speaking to God directly. But not only is prayer a method where we speak to God, when we communicate with Him, but it's also a time where God reveals Himself to us. Sometimes we just think of prayer as a one-way method of communication, and yet when we pray, it's funny because we, we learn things about God. We learn things about God. And, and you've got to understand, and we've got to remember, right, there's no point in the communication if there's no relationship. The point of communication isn't just to have communication. It's to build and edify and encourage the relationship. We pray not because we are obliged to communicate to God. No, we pray because of the relationship that we have with God. And we want to speak to God and we want to learn about God. So as God reveals himself to us through prayer, our relationship with him goes deeper and is strengthened. Week one, we talked about the prayer of faith. Without faith, prayer is empty. Without the belief that God exists, prayer is empty. Faith allows us. Faith allows us to believe that the one we are praying to is real. And so what did we learn? What did we learn through the prayer of faith? What was revealed to us about God is that God is real. Week two, the prayer of adoration, that as we acknowledge who we are praying to, we are drawn to just adore him because he is amazing and he is good. What was the revelation? God is big. Week three, the prayer of confession. That as we acknowledge how great God is, we find ourselves recognizing how sinful we are. But as we confess our sins, the revelation that God gives to us is this. He hears us. He hears us. Last week, we talked about the prayer of thanksgiving. That regardless of what season we're in, what what circumstance we're in, because of who God is and what he has done for us through And in our lives, especially through the death of his one and only son, Jesus, we learn about God that God is good. So, 
These are the revelations that we've learned from God as we pray. One, God is real. Two, God is big. Three, God hears us. Four, God is good. And finally, we want to talk today about the prayer of supplication. Now, supplication is a big word, so let me define it for you. Supplication is the action of asking for something earnestly or humbly. Okay? That's what the act of supplication is. If I go to KJ and say, KJ, can I have $5? Okay? That's me asking him for $5. Actually, in some definitions, they even use the word begging. Not that I would ever beg for $5 from KJ. I just ask. I know he'd give it to me. You would, right? After service? Okay, done. Yes, five bucks. <laughs> the prayer of supplication is when we ask God for things in our lives. They may be tangible things like material goods or finances, like a new car or a new house or a toy. They might be intangible things, things that we can't see like health, restoration uh, in relationship, a new wife. Not, not a new wife. <laughs> a wife. <laughs> well, you don't want an old. No, anyway, we won't go there. You've got to understand the order of these prayers, but it goes faith, adoration, faith, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. See, supplication in, in this progress of prayer is the last prayer. And, 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 and you've got to understand, and this is important because when we acknowledge who God is, that He is real, that He is big, that He hears us, and that He is good, when we can recognize that in our relationship with God, then you and I are free to ask God of anything. But think about it. How can you ask God for things when, one, you don't believe He's real, two, you don't believe He's big, three, you don't believe He doesn't, He hears us, and four, that, that you don't believe that He's good? You know, too many times we pray and ask God for things, but we don't believe that God can provide. Sometimes we don't even believe that God exists. But when we believe and we acknowledge these truths, then we are free to ask. We are free to ask God for anything. That's why it says in the passage we read today, let's go back to Matthew 7. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. To the one who knocks, the door will be open. And the question is tonight, the question is really simple. Do you believe this? Do you believe in your heart of hearts that when we ask, that we will receive? That we are even allowed to ask? See, I think for so many of us, this is a hard one. But you've got to understand, this is not what is your opinion about God, because this is the truth. This is the living Word of God. This is who God is. It's not that I'm telling you, hey, you can ask God. I'm not telling you that. God is telling you that. God is saying, you can ask me. He's saying, you can ask me. The question is, do you believe that? If we are praying to a God that is real, that is big, that hears us and is good, why can't we? Why can't we do what he said that we can do? Ask. 
Let me tell you a secret tonight. It's a really important secret. Our God is real enough. He's big enough. He's good enough, not just to listen to you, but provide for you. You know, in the book of James, James 4, 2, it says, you do not have because you do not ask God. That's, that's what the Bible tells us. It says, you do not have because you do not ask God. I wonder how many times whether we haven't received answers to our prayers because we just haven't prayed. We just haven't asked. Whether we think they are silly requests, too big, too small, or maybe we're just too afraid to ask. But here's the, here's the truth. Here's the biblical truth. You can ask God because God said you can ask Why is this? Why is it that we can freely ask God for things? Why is it? Okay. And then, so, so we're going to go to verse 9 of Matthew 7. And it reads this. Which of you, if a son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to you? to those who ask him. And this is the foundation of all prayer. It's relationship. This is the reason why we can ask God for things, anything. It's because of the relationship. Now, if you don't have relationship, well, then it's kind of tough. Who are you asking? Are you asking a stranger? Are you asking someone that you don't believe in? That's not right. But when we are in relationship with God as father as to child, then we are free to ask. That's the framework where we are free to ask. Now, some of you will know, most of you know, I have three children. Um, I know I look way too young to have three children, but I do. I have three children. And... My son, first son is 10, my second son is 6, and my little daughter is 4. Now, my first son is 10. He loves science, anything to do with science. He asks so many hard science questions, and I'm so grateful that in our church that we have a science teacher, a chemistry teacher, and so I just tell my son, go ask her. <laughs> Fixes so many of my problems. You know, he's really into Beyblades, he loves watching TV, and he loves this game called Minecraft on the iPad. Oh no, so that was, that's Ben. <laughs> I don't even know my own kids. Ben is the one <laughs> who loves Beyblades and TV and Minecraft, and my, my daughter in, is into these little dolls called Num Nums, like they're little food dolls, do you get it? Num Num. That's the sound that you make when you eat food, and that's why they've called geniuses, marketing geniuses. Anyway, she's into that. She's into uh, Hatchimal um, collectibles. Um, huh? Collectibles, not collectibles. Oh, collectibles, because they're eggs. Collectibles. That's an excellent answer. Um, and, and, you know, she, you know, my daughter comes to me, and she says, I, I want a toy. 
And she's not polite about it. She just, I want a toy. And I remember once she goes to me, do you know what toy I want? Right? Now, if she went up to you, right? If she went up to you and said, hi, I'd like a toy. Do you know what I want? For the majority of you, one, you don't even know my daughter, right? You'd be like, who is this little Asian kid? You know, like, and, and, and even if you knew who she was, the answer to do you know what toy I want, you'd be like, do you, do you want a Nintendo? Like, you know, like, the difference between you and I is, one, the relationship, and then, two, how that relationship is close, right? And that's with all of my kids, right? As a father, I know what she already wants. Now, sometimes when she comes up to me and says, I want a toy, sometimes I will say, yes, straight away. Yes, of course you can have that toy. Sometimes I'll say, no. Sometimes I'll say, wait. Not today. Maybe when you're older. Right? And then she doesn't like those last two answers, obviously. She doesn't like it when I say no, and she doesn't like it when I say next time. Right? And, you know, four-year-old being four-year-old, she'll go crazy. Like, start kicking things and, like, lie on the floor and start screaming and crying, right? But let me ask you a question, right? Who knows best? Who knows best of what my daughter should and shouldn't have? Is it her or is it me? Right? And the answer is me. Right? Obviously, I know better than my four-year-old daughter. Like, if my four-year-old daughter goes up to a, 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 a kitchen store and goes, oh, look at that shiny knife. Oh, look how shiny that knife is. Hey, Dad, I want that knife. And my, my answer is not like, oh, yeah, sure, let's get it. Let's, you know, you can just flick around and just chop your hair off, you know? Like, I'm never gonna tell. I'm never gonna let my four-year-old daughter hold a knife. And she's gonna be like, ah, I want a knife. She's gonna go crazy, right? But but I'm not gonna be like, oh, okay, then. Well, maybe then. You know, here you go. No way. Why? Because I know better. Because Father knows better. And it's the same way between us and God. See, you can ask God. If you have a relationship with God, you can ask Him. That's the beauty of it. You can ask Him for anything. But whether He gives that to you or not, that's up to Him. And you know what? Sometimes we think, God, why aren't you giving this to me? Why aren't you giving me this new job? Why aren't you letting me get married? Why aren't you, you know, giving me money? Why am I going through struggle? And we question God. We, little child, Question God, Father, Creator, who put the stars in the sky, named them one by one, knows how many hairs are on our head. We question Him about what we should have. You know how funny that sounds? See, we can ask God. That's the beauty of it. We can ask God. But the way God responds, whether it's a yes, whether it's a no, whether it's a wait, that's up to God. And we have to be at a point in our relationship with God to trust, to trust that Father knows best. Because He does. Because He does. Because if He didn't, we wouldn't be here. If God said yes to every single one of our requests, we wouldn't be here. Trust me, we wouldn't. You wouldn't make good decisions. 
I definitely wouldn't have made good decisions. God knows best. <laughs> but when my daughter comes up to me and says, I want a toy, right? And before she even says what I want, I already know. And I already mentioned, right, my boys are into science and iPads and Minecraft and whatnot, right? See, what we need to understand is when we pray to God a prayer of supplication, meaning, God, can I have this? Because we're in relationship, you're, you're free to ask that. Can I have this? The question that I want for us to understand tonight is this. What does this reveal about God? What is God revealing to us in whenever we pray to God for something? And this is something that I, I think is one of the most important things that we need to know in our Christian lives. We are free to ask God and pray prayers of supplication to ask Him for things. And every time we do that, do you know what God reveals to us? You know what, what, what we learn about God? It's this simple phrase. God cares. God cares. Do you know what? God cares so much about our lives. God cares so much about you and your, your families. You know what? He's looking after the big stuff, your health your family, you know, he's looking after, you know, your future, he's looking after your job, but you know what, God knows us so much, he cares for us so much that, you know, you've done this, everyone that drives has done this, right, you're driving in the car park around Christmas time, and you're like, God, please give me a parking spot. And you know what? It sounds like the most silliest prayer. And it's like, how dare you ask Almighty God to ask to give you a little parking spot? Why don't you pray for the salvation of the world? Or why don't you pray for world peace? And you are praying for a parking spot. But do you know what? I can pray for a parking spot to my daddy God because he cares about me getting parking. He does. You know, when my child comes to me, right, and says, oh, I've got a little dot on my finger. I need a Band-Aid. In my mind, I know they don't need a Band-Aid. But I'm not going to go, go away. I care about my child so much that in the middle of the night, I'll wake up and I'll find the frozen Elsa Band-Aid that's hidden somewhere because she used it last time. You know, even last night, like Dad said, last night, she came into my room, 3 a.m. Where is my doll? I go, you mean the doll you were holding when you went to sleep? She said, yes. And she, she's not asking me. Like, I'm saying this a nice way. She's crying. That's what where is my dog translates to, right? And so 3 o'clock in the morning, I wake up. My wife, she's just with Jesus sleeping. You know, she doesn't hear anything, right? She just loves the Lord that much. Even this morning, she goes, oh, I didn't even hear. I was, oh, thanks for that. I wake up 3 o'clock in the morning. It's freezing in our house. I have to get out of my warm, warm bed that I've warmed up for the last few hours, and I have to go into the room with a little torch. And I'm looking for a doll which is smaller than my fist. And do you know what the worst thing is? I even know where it is before I even get up. It's in the bed. It's in the bed where she had it. And she just couldn't see it because it was dark. So I just get the torch and I go, ha, 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 look. 
look, there it is. She goes, oh, you found the dog. Okay. I was like, go back to sleep now. She goes, okay, thank you. And she's about to sleep. I don't know, oh, man. And then I have to go back. But do you know why I do that? It's because I care. I care. I care about my four-year-old daughter. And it's not because she's annoying. And if, she, if I don't go, then she's just going to cry all night. No, I care. I care. I care most of the time. Okay? I'm a, sin, I'm a sinful human being. Okay? I'm not perfect. I'm not Heavenly Father God, all right? Okay? I'm a sinful human being. Oh, man. But you know what? I really came here tonight. I really felt this, this whole week as I was just preparing this message. I really believe tonight God wants you to know that He cares. He cares about you. He cares about what you're going through. He cares about what's going on in your life. You know, the Bible tells us over and over again how God cares. Okay? 1 Peter 5. I'm just going to rattle these off to you. 1 Peter 5, 7. Cast all your anxiety on Him. Why? Because He cares for you. Hebrews 2, 6 day. What is man that you think of Him? Or the Son of man that you care for Him? Psalm 121, 1 and 2. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord the creator of heaven and earth. Psalm 91, 14 to 15, because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. You know, the Bible is filled with these truths of God telling us that he cares. He cares. He cares about what you're going through. And I'm not just talking about the big stuff. You know, sometimes we, believe, we, we think that God only cares about the big stuff. You know, and He does. Trust me, He does. And so when we, when we talk about, you know, world peace, when we talk about terrorism, when we talk about safety and security, God cares. God cares. And so we need to pray. When we talk about the economy of our nation, God cares. So we need to pray. You know, even things like salvation of my family members, God cares. God cares, so you can pray. But do you know what? God cares about the small stuff too. He cares about the small stuff. You know, sometimes we just think that, oh man, I'm wasting God's time. I'm wasting God's time praying for this stuff. I don't want to waste his time. But do you know what? God cares. He really cares. If my child came to me, or okay, my, say my daughter goes to my wife and says, oh, you know, I want this new, new toy, but, you know, I don't, you know, it's not really that big of a deal and I don't really want to tell dad because, you know, oh, I don't think he really cares about it or, you know, he's really busy. If my wife came and told that to me, as a father, I'd be crushed. I'd be crushed because that's my little girl. That's someone that I love so much. And, and you know, that's what, that's what Jesus is saying. Even you, the sinful father, the sinful human being, you know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more our heavenly father? How much more our perfectly patient father? I think there are two reasons or two main reasons why we don't ask God. One, we think it's too small, or two, we think it's too big. 
One, we think it's too small, thinking like, oh, you know, God doesn't care about this stuff. And let me tell you right now, He cares. He cares to the point where He knows the amount of hairs on your head. I, I started losing hair, right, after I got married. It's just a coincidence. <laughs> it is. You know it is. It's not? Okay. Maybe it was after kids. Actually, no. I started losing hair noticeably beginning of this year, Right? And I just found out it's because when you start losing weight at a rapid rate, you start losing hair. That's what my doctor told me. He goes, slow down, Steve. No, he didn't say that. <laughs> he didn't say that at all. He said, keep going. You need to lose more. I said, okay. But, you know, I, I started caring when I started losing, like, patches. But God, He knows every single one of my hairs. And I truly believe that the worry that I have that I'm going to become old and bold God actually already knows that, and He actually cares about that. And I can go to God, and I can ask the funniest prayer, right? I can ask Him the funniest thing. God, I don't want to lose my hair before 40. God, I don't want to be one of these people, you know, one of the, you know, like, you just got a few strands and, you know, I don't want to be one of them. I don't, you know. And I keep telling my wife, I go, oh, if I'm going to lose my hair, I might as well just shave it, but she won't let me shave it because I got a big head. You know, I'm like, God just gave me more, you know. But you know what? I can go to God. I can go to Him and go, God, I would like some more strands of hair in the front of my head. And it's not a silly prayer because God, He cares. He cares. He cares about the small stuff. But the second reason why we don't go to God, and this is probably a lot of us, the second reason why we don't go and ask God for things because we think that they are too big and too hard. Things like, God, my sister is not a Christian. Meet her. God, I need a visa to stay in this country. God, I need a new job because I have no money. And sometimes we just go, well, I guess I just have to try harder. Instead of saying, God, I, I trust you. I trust you. Friends, you've got to hear this loud and clear tonight. God cares. He cares about the big stuff all the way to the small stuff. We do not have because we do not ask. Let me rephrase that. You do not have because you do not ask. When you're struggling, when you're struggling in life, He cares. When, you're, when you've got an addiction that you can't shake, and He cares. When you're sick, He cares. Whether it's with cancer or a, <coughs> I might not want to go to work tomorrow, little cold, man flu kind of sickness, He cares, David Arn. Sorry. <laughs> You know, when you're financially struggling, you know what? God cares. When you don't know where your meal's going to come tomorrow, you know what? God cares. And it's this care that God has that comes from the relationship that we have with God that allows us to freely go to God. Say, God, I'm in lack. I need 
Let me finish with this. I think the biggest reason why we don't ask God is because we are not sure of our relationship with Him. None of my children ever have to second guess whether they can ask me for something because they never have to second guess that that is my dad. I love my kids, right? I always talk, I, like we're in the shopping center and, and, and they go, oh, I want this toy. And I'm like, okay, where's the money? They go, what money? I go, give me money, give me your money to pay for your toy. And it's usually Ben. He goes, I have no money. I said, well, how are you going to pay? And he goes, your money. But that is so true. So many times in our lives, we lack. We don't have. And you can choose to just be like, well, I, I'm stuffed. i got nothing. Or you can start to believe that our Heavenly Father, who loves us, who cares for us, who is so rich, can give to us in our lack only when we ask. We can go to Him and ask Him for these things ultimately. Because he cares. You know, I pray tonight that you wouldn't be so far from God that you'd think, oh, well, I, I'm not good enough to ask God. You know, I, I haven't pulled my weight. You know, I haven't been to church for like three months. How can I ask God? Friend, when you have a relationship with the Father, you can ask God because of that relationship. You don't even have to have a good relationship. Do you believe God is real? Do you believe God uh, is big? Do you believe God hears us when we pray? Do you believe God is good? And then finally, do you believe he cares? And when we do, we can freely go to ask him. And as I said, his response is up to him. He knows better than us. He knows way better than what we think we need. We need to trust him as we pray. Trust that the Father knows better. So friends, I'm going to give you some time. I, I don't have to ask you for me to know each and every one of us has lack in our lives. Every single one of us needs stuff. For some of you, it might be, on well, I need a job. For some of us, it's like, I, I need more finance. For some of us, it's like, I need to get married. For some of us, it's like, I need, you know, children. For some of us, it's, I need to not kill my children. You know, give me patience. You know, there's just so many things that we lack. And whether they are big or whether they are small, God cares enough for you to ask. And I pray that you'll believe that tonight because he cares, because he loves. Amen. Let's close our eyes in prayer.